0: Her head pounded as she got to her feet. Please bring Prince to me. Then to her shame, her knees buckled. Wesley caught her quickly. Steady, he said, clutching her to him. He smelled of wood smoke and something earthier. She was close enough to notice a short scar puckering his left eyebrow that emphasized his sardonic look and his sun-darkened face was creased with tiny lines around his eyes from squinting into the tropical sun. The vivid green of his irises was mesmerizing. You're in no state to go riding off, Miss Belhaven, his companion was adamant. Absolutely not. You'll just have to let us look after you, I'm afraid, Wesley said. Larry could hear the mockery in his voice. She felt acutely aware of his strong arms keeping her upright and his breath on her hair. Shakily, she sat down again. Wesley ordered one of the bearers to bring her hot tea and scrambled eggs, ignoring her protest that she was not hungry. To her surprise, she wolfed them down and accepted a second helping while the men smoked and watched her as if she were some quaint new species they had discovered in the forest. Well done. Carry on, said the young subaltern who told her he was Harry Wilson and at her service as long as he was stationed at the Shillong barracks. Wesley's a friend of mine. We met on the ship coming out. Got on famously. Share a love of fishing and shooting. Wonderful country around here for bagging birds. I'm told it's good for wild pigs and bears too, but had no luck so far. Perhaps your father could advise. His passion is for fishing, Clary answered. He hates big game hunting. Do you know that a leopard was found right in the middle of town last week? Harry continued as if she had not spoken. In broad daylight, wandered right through the native bazaar and into the Cantonment Cemetery, sunning itself on a tombstone when they cornered him. Beautiful beast, Colonel's wife's having the skin made into a rug. Clary wondered if the garrulous soldier drove his comrades mad with his endless chatter. Perhaps silence embarrassed him, or maybe he was missing home. She should not judge him harshly, for she had spent many empty hours of longing for her dead mother singing all the songs she could remember. She had hated the silence of the house that had once been filled with her mother singing. She closed her eyes against the memory. Harry, I think Miss Belleaven is tired, Wesley intervened. Let's leave her to rest. One of us can ride over to let her father know she's safe. Of course, Harry said eagerly. I'll go, the least I can do. There's no need. Clary protested half-heartedly. You lie down, Wesley ordered, ushering her further into the tent. Once you've rested, we'll take you home. Clary capitulated and lay down on the camp bed. Wesley covered her with her own blanket. It's a bit rough and ready, he apologized, but comfortable enough. She suddenly realized that these were his tent and his bed. They smelled of camphor and smoky male scent. If her head had not been so sore, she might have objected. But she just wanted to close her eyes and wait for the pain to go away. She fell asleep at once. When she woke, her first sight was of Wesley sitting on a camp chair by the tent flap, long legs stretched out, reading. It surprised her. He gave the impression of a man of action to whom reading would seem a futile pursuit, yet his wide brow and strong features showed total absorption in the book. He sensed her watching and turned, and they regarded each other in silence. Clary reddened at the intimacy of lying in this strange man's bed while he guarded her close by. What are you reading? she asked, to hide her embarrassment. He snapped the book shut. Sport in British Burma. He read out the title by Captain Pollock.